The entrance of God's word gives light and understanding to the simple. Be yielded and open your hearts to the light of God's word through his servants, Pastor Chintok Ishaku. God bless you. Corinthians chapter 6. I'll read from verse 1. We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God. How? Now that's the second scripture you know that was speaking about the grace of God and was talking about the fact that you can make the grace of God vain. Do you understand? I said do you understand? Uh-huh, good. You remember um, Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He said in verse 10. He said it is by the grace of God that I am what I am. And his grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Though I labored more than they all, yet not I, but the grace which was with me. Now, hear what he said in 2 Corinthians 6. He said, we beseech you as workers together with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? That means that he was talking to the people who were the vineyard on which they were working. So, there are certain people who, when you see them, their presence actually to you is the presence of the work of God. For instance, in this congregation, I'm a worker together with God in your life. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get it? That's a pastoral place. Anybody who stands over you in the kind of the fivefold ministry is the one who can now say this. He stood and he said to the guys in, in, in Corinth, he said, we beseech you as laborers together with him. That means that every time we appear before you, Kubai, we are actually trying to establish something God is trying to do in your life. Do you get it? So we are working together with God to establish in your life what God wants to do. And so, what are we doing? That's the reason why. Is that understanding, Tolu, that will make me stand before God's presence and say, Lord, what next? That's the understanding that will make that. Every opportunity to minister is not church as usual. Are you following me? Uh-huh. When you start to lead, or if the Lord gives you a pastoral position at any point in your life, you must understand that the temptation is to think that, especially like it is with your secular job, you get up every day. You don't need to think of what's going to happen. You just know your desk in the office. When you get there, you see the work that is not done. You just do it and go away. No, that's not how ministry is done. And amazingly, you can be a skilled minister. If you know what I'm talking about. You can do ministry so much that you become skilled in it. You don't need to ask God. Like something you'll get up from the laps of Delilah and tell yourself as at other times. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now so, hear the man who is speaking. Because he's about to tell you about the things that he goes through to make sure that the word of God gets to you. Are you, are you following me? When he says that, you are not just supposed to see what he is going through. Sometimes I ask myself, so what if I don't make a Sunday service? Why do I run in between cities like that? Sometimes you wake up by 4.30 in a city like Mina. And you are on the road alone. Because you want to make sure that by 8 you are in church. Do you know the perils? 
Sometimes you leave city Saturday night just because you want to make it. Sometimes you're on your way to the airport 4 o'clock in the morning just because you want to catch the first flight that will be bringing you back. Now, two things can motivate you to One is a job. Yeah. When ministry becomes a job, it can also motivate you. But another is the fact that you are a laborer together with him. And you are seeing that if you don't do what you have to do, the people will not get what God wants them to get. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, what did Paul say we are begging you to do? He said, we are begging you, please. Make sure you don't receive the grace of God. How? Read on. Verse 2. For he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I shook up thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, what? So God is saying, now is the day of salvation. Just keep it like that, alright? I don't want to spend too much time explaining it. If not, we'll have taken verse 2 and broken it down to a little more. So, if God sends a messenger to you, according to verse 2, it is because he has heard you. And when he has heard, when he had heard you, in responding to you, he's responding to say to you, your salvation has come. Are you following me? Verse 3, let's go. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Now, hold on. He wasn't talking about you. He wasn't actually writing about you in verse 3. He was writing about we. Oh. Can you connect it from verse 1? We then together as laborers with beseech you. Alright? Because God has said he had heard you. In the time appointed. And now is the time of salvation. So he said, we that are laboring together with him, we give no offense in anything. Why? So that you will not say there is anything wrong with what we brought to you. Verse 4 will confirm it. Can you read it out now? Go. Hold on. So who was he talking about? Yourselves or ourselves? Who was he talking about? Yourselves or ourselves? So first he was telling you about the minister. So here was he was not talking to the ministered unto. So he said, we are begging you as ministers that you do not receive the grace of God in vain. Because actually if you check with God, you will find out that the appointed time is already here. So grace is already available. Then he began to speak about those of us who are working with God on your behalf. Are you getting the story? He said, and us who are bringing the gospel to you, we do our best to give us no offense in anything so that you will not have a reason to blame the ministry. For instance, there are certain things that are even our rights. You know, Paul spoke about it a number of times in scripture. And we deny ourselves our rights just so that you'll be able to see the gospel properly. Because if you don't get to see the gospel properly, Michelle, you might get a reason to be offended. Do you know something? That's why, for instance, I cannot wear a mohawk. Even if I like it. The Bible says that shall not do a mohawk. But I understand that I live in a generation that I need to first present myself as responsible 
so that the gospel will be accepted. So we give no offense in anything. Sometimes we greet people we don't have a business greeting. Just in case they have met us somewhere. Good evening, ma. Yes, sir. Just so that we give no offense in. So a paradventure love. One day I will not get up to speak. And the woman will say he's arrogant. He saw me the other day. He didn't greet. And that becomes the reason why the ministry we brought to them will be rejected. I tell the guys in the house of Judah. That if we are going to any church that does not accept ladies wearing trousers, we wear skirts. Why? Giving no offense in anything. Why? That the ministry be not blamed. Verse 4. What did he say? But in all things, where? In much, so, in all things, we approve ourselves in your eyes as the ministers of God. What do we go through just so that we can be approved in your eyes? One, in much patience. Uh-huh. In afflictions. In necessities. In distresses. In stripes. In imprisonments. In tumults. In labors. In watchings. In fastings. Now wait. He's about to change it. Now you're talking about what we do. Next verse. By uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, by love unfeigned. Verse 8 by uh huh, by seven, sorry, by the uh huh, uh huh, on the right hand, go to the next verse by honor and dishonor, uh huh. By evil report and good report, uh huh. See, with all we are trying to do, some people dishonor us, but we maintain our stand just so that the gospel will not be blamed. Are you following me? Some people look at us, and with all we are trying to do, they believe we are deceivers, but we know from the depth of our hearts that we are very true. Do you understand what Paul is saying? Read on. That's not your business today, but just read on. People behave as though they don't know what we are doing. But, next. Uh huh. Do you understand? The pressures are upon us. And people are thinking, no, these guys are coming to an end. But no, we know in ourselves that we cannot even choose death now. Because of you. Go ahead. Not killed, yeah? Yet. I love that one. Uh-huh. But what's our mark? See, see. The, the Bible didn't say as poor, yet we are very rich. That the joy of us is that we are making. Are you seeing the minister? Now, I know that some of you should be hearing these things as ministers. So that you understand what drives you. But Paul had to first take the time to say to the Corinthians, with the grace that you are receiving, don't treat it carelessly. We beg you, as laborers together with him, that you make sure that the grace that is coming to you is not coming to you. So he started telling you, that see, even 
though this grace is coming to you freely, it is costing us so much. Are you following me? I said, are you following me? That you don't know how long we had to wait in fasting. Did you find in patience there? In waitings, in fastings. We go through tumults. Just to make sure that a disgrace finds a way to get to you. Are you following me? Paul now told you what the average minister goes through. Or what the genuine minister is supposed to be going through. Just to make sure that... Are you following me? So, with God, no fault. With the genuine minister, no fault. Do you get it? Oh, do you get it? Could you come? Tolu, stand here. Watch this. Because we're still going to pray. Come on. We then. Alright, so, Koyi is God. Who is in charge? And he's trying to reach, this is his people. Okay? Just stand the way you are standing. No. Are you following me? This is God's people. This is God. And God is trying to reach his people. But, God has chosen his minister. Are you following me? Give me another guy so that won't use me. Come, Dan, quickly. I want to stick with you. Stand here. So Dan is the minister. This is God. He's trying to reach his people. And as God is trying to reach his people, he understands that by the order that he has set, he gave gifts to men. Do you understand? So the declaration of what God wants to do in the midst of his people will always come by ministers. So even though his people have direct access with him, the minister is blessed and specially anointed to be able to initiate certain things that God wants to do so that you can enter into it. So even if you have stayed in God's presence and you have started to get understandings of the fact that hey, God wants to do this, God wants to change this in our generation, there are certain details of it that you cannot get until that's the reason why a minister generally is expected to be more skilled in handling the presence of God than the average man. Do you understand? All with me. And it's not because God loves the minister more than he loves his people. No, it's just because by calling, he's going to be accountable to God for God's people. When that sense of responsibility took Paul, Paul now said, we then, as ministers together with him. So there's no element of what we do as ministry that is not what we collected so when you receive us, you receive us like you are receiving Jesus himself. Because you have found that the ministry that we do is genuine. So when he said, we then, as ministers together with him, are begging you to make sure that you do not receive 
outflow of God's grace, which has flowed like this. In vain. So he started in verse 2 by saying, as far as God is concerned, the timing is right. When you start to hear God make certain sounds on the earth, I've taught you that from Isaiah chapter 55, that God will not say to you what he does not intend to do. So the word comes with the power of its accomplishment. So how do you know it is time to arise and work? Because the word of God came in the direction of the fact that you should work. Once you start to hear that, it is God declaring, like it is written in verse 2, the time is right. I have chosen an appointed time. And the appointed time for what you are hearing is now. So what's the appointed time for the God man to rise? Oh. Do you understand it? Uh, while we teach, I trust the Lord that I'll show you. That the distance between what God has said and what his people receive is faith. So you will hear that the same word that God spoke to them in the wilderness is the same word he is speaking unto us. But that word did not profit them. Why? I'm going to tell you about it. Wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. What is faith? That was what we were studying on Sunday. The ability to get up and do the work that the word of God demands. The real sign seems that you believe the word of God is that you go to do the work that the word required of you. That's the real sign. If you read the parable of the sower, there was no ground that was angry that the word came to it. No ground. All of them received the word. But you will hear. Because one didn't pay attention. The birds took it. The other one rejoiced. But when persecution arose for the sake of the word, he lost it. Third one received it. Was willing to run with it until the tears of this world. So you see, Sandra, how, why we cannot be hearers of the word only Deceiving ourselves. I told you about self-deception on Sunday. That the problem with self-deception is that you believe that you know it. But actually, with God, the mark that you saw your face in the glass is that you made the adjustment. So if the work has not been done, if you turn away, you will straightway forget what man of man Are you following me? We then, as laborers, together with him, beseech you. So, as soon as the word of God came from our mouth, it is a declaration that in God, the timing is right. And if the time is right, what God releases with the word. I told you, the word of God is not instruction. What is it? Huh? It's empowerment. God does not speak to instruct you. He speaks to create. So his word is not instruction. It is empowerment. God's tool for creating anything on the earth is what? For this they willingly are ignorant of. That the worlds were framed by the word. So God didn't jog. 
to make the earth. He said, let there be. Miriam, it's that same word though, that you receive in every service. So when God says, we're going to start speaking about the God man. Uh, what did you hear? You see, you were sitting in the service and thinking, wow, this topic is going to be interesting. But God was expecting you to hear that he's saying, let there be the God man. If you understand that, your attitude in every service will be different. Because every time you're walking into a service, you'll be walking in and waiting for, let there be. So God says, as you approach my presence, sin loses its power and loses its grip over you. What you will be hearing is not God saying, try and approach my presence, dear. What will you be hearing? That God is saying, the power to approach has come and as you approach, this is what will naturally happen. Do you realize that even in repentance, Conviction comes from the spirit. So I can stand and look at you, Sissy, and say, what you are doing is not good. And you, How many people have told you that? And you walked away. You didn't even think about what they said. No, no. Has somebody not told you, Nancy is wrong, go. And you walked away. And you didn't even think, uh, get out. So when it is God who is saying to you, Nancy, you have not taken a proper position. It will come with conviction. What is the conviction? It's the ability to even say I'm sorry and make it. Uh oh. Do you understand it? So what are the evidences that the power of God is present? If a word is coming to you with conviction. If you are convicted at any level. Because conviction is not just towards repentance. If God says you can take the city, if it comes to you with the excitement of conviction, then you must know that that word has been energized by God. Does anyone get what we're saying tonight? Do you get it? If you don't start to hear the word of God like that gold, every time you're coming to service, you'll just be piling knowledge upon knowledge. You'll have sufficient knowledge to argue with your classmates who goes to mountain of fire. But what he is waiting for is not who will argue the Bible with him. What he is waiting for is who will leave it out for him to know that there is this reality in God. If somebody says to you, the time for healing the sick is past. That's his argument. That God stopped healing the sick since the days of the apostle. Don't carry Bible and argue it. Say no, the days for healing the sick are here. No, 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 no. No. Tell him come. Then walk to a sick bay. Empowered by the fact that you shall lay your hands upon the sick. Ah. Then lay hands upon the sick. Tell him, get up. Take up your mat. Get up. When you do that, sin, do you need to tell him the time is not past? If someone tells you, nobody can be perfect. All of us, we have one sin that we're hiding. All, you know there are people who are convinced like that. That everybody has something inside this cupboard. 
that he doesn't want anybody else to see. If I have any, it's in the past. It's a long time ago. The man who committed that thing died a long time ago. I'm talking... Forget about it. Don't argue with the person. No, we can be perfect. When you hear that kind of thing, understand that the person has thrown a challenge at you to live a life for him to see. Those are the kind of people, Sandra, you should take and make your friends. Because if they are close enough, they will notice that there is no weakness. Because they will be there when you will be telling that boy off. They will also be there when you will be insisting that the truth be said. They will also be there when you refuse to collect the chokes in the exam. And you will be telling them after the meeting, after the, I already said service, after the exam, that I didn't actually know the answer to that question. But I couldn't have. It does not represent God. In no time, they will be the ones who will come to you and say, hey, Sandra, we're looking at you and we're thinking, it's the way Jesus walked. That's the way you're walking. Is anybody alive? Are you here? If you don't hear the word of God like this, that's why Paul said to the Thessalonians, he said, we are glad that when we speak to you the word of God, when we speak to you the word of God, you did not receive it as a word of men, but as it is in truth, which works effectually in you. You should know those scriptures by heart by now. Oh, oh. Do I need to go back up? Ah. See. When we, we are men like you. Okay, let's take the position properly. Uh-huh. You stand here. So let's suppose that the believer cannot see God for the purpose of this discourse. Of course, you know that every believer has access to God. Is that correct? We are still praying, no? So keep your heart alive. Especially those of you who are still coming. We are praying, be ye enlarged. And I want to show you from scripture. Because if you don't see be enlarged from scripture, when we say, Lord, enlarge me, you won't know what we are praying. So Paul said, we are glad that when we spoke to you the word of God. So our first responsibility is to make sure that the word we are speaking didn't come from us. It came from him. So it was what he said to us that we said he said our joy is that you did not receive it because as soon as you receive it as our word it cannot come with the power because the power comes from God. He said we are glad that you received it as the word of God which is now effectually working. And the word of God is not descriptive. It is not instructive. It is creative. It is empowering. So every time you enter a service and you hear, it's the right of every believer to heal the sick. You shouldn't hear an information. You should hear an activation. You should understand that what God is actually trying to do is he's trying to activate inside of you the ability to see the sea cannot turn. Is anybody still here? So Paul took the time in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Now go back to that formation. Paul took the time in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and said, We then, I 
as workers together with him. I'm begging you that you receive not the grace that came from God in vain. Because when God speaks, this is how he speaks. But when he speaks, this is how much we also go through to bring it to you. Do you get it? How much water is in a tank? How much water is in a 2,000 liter tank when it's full? How, how much water is in a 2,000 liter tank when it's full? 2,000 liters, right? Now, when you open your tap, how much water do you get? Huh? As much as you want, but for as long as the tap is open. So if you open the tap, and what you are holding is one cup, how much water are you going into the room with? One cup of water. If what you are holding is one bucket, how much water are you going into the room with? One bucket. Alright? Now, if the faucet of the tap becomes larger, more water will be coming out at once. Abby? So you'll be able to fill a bucket faster than you will have filled it before. So, this guy was simply saying, God is the tank, we are the faucet, you are the reception point. So as the faucets, you need to know that this is how much we do consistently to make sure that the water that comes from us comes directly from God and comes out as much as God wants it to come out. Can we read that scripture again? Take it again from verse 1. We then, 2 Corinthians 6, from verse 1. No, you, can, you should stand though. These are the kind of things you should stand to do. Stand. 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 These are the kind of things you should stand to do. Don't, don't let yourself. Don't. <laughs> see, when you are hearing word like this, the power with which the word is coming should not let you see that. When you see us stand up from our seat when word is coming, you think it's a joke? You think it's because one show people, Kai, this is Narema. Pastor Chris is teaching. There, there are points he hits that I just no, no, I can't sit down. No, I can't. You can't be taking some of these things sitting. Very soon your brain will just dull. Then you just start hearing repetition. Okay, say something else. He's talking about something else. We're talking about something eternal. We then, as workers together with him, we do what? We beseech you also to do what? That you receive not the grace of God in vain. Now read verse 2 out loud. 1, 2, 3, go. Yeah? Yeah? Uh-huh. Yes? So what you require of God, he has already answered. Is that what he said? Verse 3. Yes? But yeah, in much patience, in afflictions, yeah, go ahead, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, 
by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and faith, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the arm of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making as having nothing so hold on we who brought the word to you this is what we go through so in tumults in fasting by pureness do you understand these things everything we went through was increasing our capacity to deliver god so you need to understand that having come through this much we don't have an option but to deliver God in his fullness to you. Do you understand it? Now read on. You're going to understand it. You guys. Where did, read verse 11. Oh. Okay, hold on. Take out God, Corinthians. Who are we? God life us. Or God life assembly, right? Who are we? Are we Corinthians? And that's why you don't used to understand the Bible. Because you think he's talking to the Corinthians. Now he's talking to the people who hear. He spoke about the God. He has spoken about the minister. Now he's about to speak to the people who hear. So can we read now? One, two, three, go. Oh ye. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Hold on. Our mouth is what? No, no. Our mouth is. Our heart is. So he's saying, by what we have gone through, our mouth is open. What does it mean? It means whatever we hear God say, we speak to you. Our heart is enlarged. What was he saying? When the burden of God comes into our hearts, we take it fully and we try to deliver it to you. So he said, next statement, very important. You are not straightened in us. So hold on. It means that little, little droplets of water you are receiving. It's not because we are not supplying. You know the fact that you went through a situation and you didn't even have the right answer for the situation is not our fault. Oh. Do you understand? Can you read it? You are not straightening us. Where are you straightening? In your own, eh? in your capacity. 2,000 liters. We have tried to expand ourselves enough to be faucets that can take in 2,000 liters almost at once and pour it out on you. So if at the end of the day you went home with one cup, it was because what you came with the capacity you had was a one cup capacity. And when you are holding a cup, we cannot help you. It is not given to us to give you a vessel. It is given to you by desire to expand the capacity of your vessel. That's the reason why on Sunday I started by saying to you, even the faith to believe God needs to come from God. So, Sometimes when God wants to speak to you, tell him, Lord, wait. 
Wait. Lord, please, can you first enlarge my capacity? Because I know when you speak, you don't speak small. And I'm afraid that where I am, I don't have what it takes to take what you're about to say. That's the kind of thing in my heart when I think about the teaching of the Godman. Lest we pour out so much upon you, but your capacity is so little. So your manifestations of God will be little, little twinkles. When, when God was actually speaking, what he intended was to saturate Zaria with his glory by some 300 young people. So that Zaria becomes too small for us. So that Abu starts to complain. How come Sick Bay has been empty for the last six months? Can people suddenly know that the answers they go to look for in hospitals, there are some small, small rascals that gather somewhere in Paladin. Every one of them, when he comes out, he comes out on fire enough to answer you. That's the kind of capacity God wants us to build. So Paul will say, hey, if you are straightened, it's not in us. It's not because we didn't deliver the word of God to you. We went through so much just to expand our capacity to take God. So if you are straightened, you are not straightened in us, you are straightened in your own bowels. I know you want to pray, but can we read the next few verses? Then we can just pray through. You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels for a recompense in the same. That means, please, show some honor for the amount of time and work that we have done in God's presence. And for the fact that God chose you and elected you. He would have chosen any other congregation. But he chose you to hear these things. For a recompense. In the same. We plead with you. What? I speak as unto my children. What, what do I say to them? So when we say Lord enlarge me. This is what we are praying. Can you lift up your voice and pray? Just pray. Thank you guys. Pray in the spirit. That's, that's what we mean. Lord, I understand that there's so much you want to say and so much you want to do. But I also know that the capacity to take it is not full yet in me. I expect that you're praying effectually and fervently. Because I've done my best to communicate the burden of God to you in this matter. Lord, enlarge me. Tela kamba do brakadi adaba satana kastoto. Tela bakoto breke yana magaso breke deva sanakate heena. Enlarge my ability to believe and receive your word. Sunday kapata rabagado setene stakaha. Enlarge my understanding of the workings of your wonderful word. Salande koto prekene magasta pakado sasaha. Enlarge me, O God. Tola kandrebe koto prekene gabagaso prekene yakabagasari gakabakata taya. Telande koto pre zivate 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 sandoske pala kandoske prenia kasbate yana. Yalande koto pregegia kabagaso pregedegesta kabande ketosa. Zibla rekoto ziba de kekosana katai. Nani. 
Yalate prukasa bragadi agabagande kototosa. Yalando kaprokono begege gabagaso bregege bagasi nbege gabagare bokasi zibayakasta. Yalande kakoto bregege abagaso bregede yamasa nakakata. Danrote sipa nakato rebeke kiamanasi. Valate koso bregede yakabagasa bregagabagasa nbogose nigeate. Nade koto bregege yakabagasa bregagabagasa nbogagabagade nbote kiesesa. Yalande koto prekeina saha. Yisataya. Zatai kabaso. Yalapo koto prekeke kiabagaso prekegabaganzalaate. Yande koto sumana kaikabagadoka sasebeke senda. Lale sopane ke kuta brekeina kakabaka to brekeina Yalate sopra kanaka stakataha. Yadakambo to brekeke masapakasta kabate. Valeko to brekeke kataha. Enlarge me, O God. Zatadayeto. Zebeke kutabrakadayte here. Sadeko to brekekia. Kabagaso brekedega bagasana magakate. Yalande koto brekia. So that if you will say that I'm the answer that you have in Nigeria, that I'll be able to believe it enough to get up and do the work that the word of God requires. Enlarge me, O God. Talande koto preke naso sobogo skata. Yela batofe se preke deke kona. Yala atepo rase preke deina. Yande ado sopoto kosoponde kekeina. Dale pola, dale pola, dale pola. Zeda kansto preke dibata. Kai kabasa, zelusa ta kai bota inana. Enlarge me, O God. You must pray that until you feel your heart saying it. It has to be a heartfelt prayer. You must decide from the depth of your being. Because God has no limitation. He can take a boy who is 16, send him into the wilderness, and prepare him to speak to the entire Israel. He can take a boy who is less than 16, and by his hand, kill a lion and kill a bear. He can take a frail Samson and by him bring down the entire garrison of the Philistines. He can. He still is able. He still is able. Lord, enlarge me. Zibadia Kekoto, Zelate Kista, Yabaroska, Africa is possible. Lord, enlarge me. I believe. Help down my unbelief. Enlarge me. It's possible from Africa to take the whole world. Enlarge me, O oh God. I believe. Keep praying, guys. Don't stop praying. Don't let a song distract you. Don't let anything just pray. Sunday kabaka do kataya. Le pragada baga sobrega de akabaga sal bega bakande kekeina. 
Yala Paco Soprecade Gista Nakati, Yala Kotopreke Sahana, Kabasa de Kiataya. Play, Lord, I believe in you. Posada Kabakai, Kabalati, Nara Kosoprecade Basa de Kiataya. Lasko brakada gabaga dobreke kegebo satai yala bakato breke kiate se kokubo yakabasa nanka yelo tasahaya yela te koso breke dia kabaka sabreke bugun biakabasa sesa kabaka de boko sobriya kabaka de boka salbosa to saye kegabotola yela te seta ye kanda kabaka rabaka sorobo sata Yala toskobona, yala kabagarbeya kabagasarbeya karase, sateyana, 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 by attack and sobreta, yalo kosobrekedeba selebokota teata. Lord, I believe in you. I always believe. Oh, I can't see you with my eyes deep in my heart. Your presence I find, Lord. I believe in you, and I'll keep my trust in you. Oh, let the whole world. Say what they may, no one can take this joy away. Lord, I believe. Yeah. 
ability to effectually work in us. Praise 
Just worship him in the spirit. Enjoy the time. Don't mope. Enjoy the time. Leave by a candle, say the bar. Even a kind of little
<laughs> you must learn to let your heart sail with the spirit. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's so that every heart can seek God for himself. Is the token of the new covenant. No man will teach the other saying, Know the Lord. For everyone will know him from the least to the greatest. Then you will know if you follow our time to know the Lord that his ways were set like the rising of the sun. If that's all we are going to do in today's service, your heart must be satisfied with it. Is that sense of enlargement? He must because and stretch. Our capacity must increase. No, we can't remain where we are. We can't begin to eulogize what God has done in the past. No, no, there's much more in God. There's much more in God. I want to show you the drive in Hosea chapter 6. I read from verse 1. Even though actually what we're looking for is in verse 3. But he said, come and let us return unto the Lord. For he had turned and he will heal. He had smitten and he will bind us up. Verse 2 he said, after two days will he revive us. In the third day, what will he do? He will raise us up. And we shall what? Leave in his sight. So you see, when the people start to repent and return to God, even though it looks like he's the one who struck us, the Bible says he will heal us. Even though it looks like he's the one who tore us, the Bible says he will bind us up. He said, and then we will live perpetually where? In his sight. Once we get to that place of living in his sight, verse 3 said, then shall we know if we follow to know Oh, they can ask. Do you have a Bible? I said, do you have a Bible? When shall we know? When shall we know? Huh? Uh, I thought you had a Bible. When shall we know? If we follow on to know the Lord, what is it saying we will know? The Bible will say, that we will get to know that his ways are set. Read it. Can we read verse 3? The whole of the verse. Go. Then shall we know. 
if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is what? Prepared as the morning. And he shall come unto us as the latter and the where? You need to understand that. Then we can teach for the night. Hosea said, let us return to God. He has broken, he will heal. He has done, he will bind us up. He said, and when we return to the Lord, when we agree that there were certain things we didn't get right before, and we repent and return, we will find out that there were certain things we have been suffering, Sandra, that we didn't need to suffer. That there were certain things that were available to us that we didn't enjoy, Mima, because we just didn't know. The Bible says when we return at that level, we will live continually, perpetually in his sight. He said, then will you know. If you follow on to know the Lord. So, repenting and returning is not enough. Now that we live in his sight, what should we do? Follow on to know the Lord. If we follow on to know the Lord, what will we know? That his ways are prepared as the morning. What does that mean, Benedict? It means that when God wants to refer to his faithfulness, he speaks about it as the rising of the sun and the going down of the same. Meaning that you wake up every day expecting the rising sun. People don't know... See me calling you Brenda. I think I'm missing her. Fumi. People don't know what will happen if the sun refuses to set? Ask anybody who has traveled across time zones what it means to be jet lagged. Do you understand? Sometimes you leave the US in the morning and arrive in Nigeria in the morning. And you have traveled like 8, 9, 10, 12 hours, depending on what part of the state you have come from. It takes days to be to adjust to a jet lag. Days. Do you understand why? Your body knows that it was morning when I entered the plane. By now the sun should be setting. So I should be going to rest. Then your body came out to another rising sun. Because you moved across time zones. So your entire body system is confused, whether it's morning or it's night. So your entire system cannot function. It's not that you are feeling sleepy. Because let me tell you, your Jesus said, they that sleep, sleep when? Oh, when? So your body does not sleep only because it is tired. But it is configured to know that the night time is time for sleep. So your body expects that having run the last 12 hours, I should be winding up. Then when it was about to wind up, it opened its eyes to a rising sun. And your body understands that the power of the rising sun is the breaking of a new day. So your body is looking for strength that it has used up. And it's worse if you travel from night into night. 
That's how you say, ah, I like to sleep. I like to travel from night. When I travel from night, I'm not coming to night. Your body will be confused to us. So when God wants to refer to his faithfulness, he refers to it by the power of the rising sun. Do you understand? So you hear him say he causes the sun to rise upon the godly and the ungodly. So, however you chose to live your life, the sun will not decide today not to rise on your behalf. Does anybody understand it? Do you understand it? So, so, Maranatha, they wrote a song in Maranatha. Was that Maranatha or Vine song? Like the sun that rises every day. You are so faithful. Lord, you are faithful. Like the life that you sent. And every breath that I take. You are so faithful, Lord. Like the rose that comes alive every spring. You are so faithful, Lord, you are faithful, like the breath that you gave to every beat of my heart. You are so faithful, Lord. I see the cross and the price you had to pay. I see the blood that washed my sins away and in the midst of the storms through the winds and the waves you'll still be faithful you'll still be faithful and when the stars refuse to shine and time is no more You'll still be faithful. You'll still be faithful, Lord. So the sun, the power of the rising sun, speaks about the consistency of God. The Bible says, you will know if you follow on to know the Lord. That His ways are determined like the rising sun. So, listen to what, what, what. So are we, if God says, I have sworn and I will not repent, by my mighty right hand, I will lift you. The first thing you must get to know about God, Jennifer, is that he's not a man who should lie or the son of man who will repent. Stephen, if you don't know it, Satan will confront your faith every time. What do you know when you follow on to know the Lord? I said, it's simple, very simple. That if God speaks a word, he will watch it like this until it comes to pass. So what's the sign that you have followed on to know the Lord? You are able to wait on his word. That if God says, I'm going to lift you, and what follows is shame. 
Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Tonight, the word of the Lord comes to you and says, Dorcas Obi, I lift you. And what comes tomorrow morning does not look anything like what God has said. If you have followed on to know the Lord, your heart will rejoice in the fact that you are on your path to lifting. That that same is actually necessary. So he did. How do we know a child who has not known the Lord? Is that he will give up on the word of God because of his circumstance. Do you understand it? So see, if the Lord says to you, I have sworn and I have not changed my mind, none in Zion will lack a mate. And you carry a mate from Babylon. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? Why? If we ask you why, you say, ah, church brothers are very slow. I'm now 27 old. That's how we know that you have not followed on. Because you will know, if you follow on to know the Lord, that his ways are set like the rising of the sun. And that he will pour out upon us as rain. And the rain he will pour out upon us will not just be the former rain. It won't also just be the latter rain. It will be the former and the latter rain pouring upon the earth. It is very important that you take note of the words of scripture. That that rain will pour upon what? And every time you read the earth, you are always quick to think of land. No, it's not land. The first piece of earth that God possessed is you. So if God lifts up his hand and says, I swear and I will not repent. You know the reason why I'm using those words very consistently? It's because God established the promise on the basis of the promise and the oath. Why did he swear? The Bible says he was more willing to reveal the immutability of his counsel to the heirs of promise. Oh! Murukwe, stand up. Come, darling. Stand there. Okay, come. come, come. See? If God is going to speak to her and he says, Murukwe, I'm going to give you a car next week. What level are you? 400 level. What course? English. Language or literature. By what qualification? Jonathan. So it is in God's mercy, in his priestly place, in the feeling of your infirmity. Because you see, when God said it, he did not doubt his ability to do it at all. In fact, he didn't say it until he had what it takes to do it. John Sounds say. But God knows how you are, Modupe, that you are a 400 level student of English. 
And all your allowance since you started school till now, put together, cannot buy you a golf. And so he understands that naturally you will be confronted with your realities and it will cause your faith to waver. So the Bible says that he wanted to prove to you that what he said he actually intends to do. Not because the promise was not enough, but so that he can help you. Do you get it? See, gold. God does not need the promise to do it. Do you understand? The only reason why he will tell you the promise is because you cannot activate anything from the realm of the spirit until you believe it on the earth. It's the law. God could have illegally been giving us everything. But he understands that the law that births things on the earth is the law of faith. So even God, when he wanted to birth things on the earth, he birthed them by faith. So God looks at you, what do you and he looks at all the realities around you. And he knows how much you receive every... So, take note. Because we are still speaking be enlarged. Take note that God never speaks as he at your level. In fact, when he speaks, he has tampered it low to as low as he believes you can believe. Do you know what it means for God to possess the heavens and the earth? So do you know what an insult it is to disbelieve God that he said he will give you a shirt? That for him to have even been speaking about shirt with you, he had to tamper it to as low as he believes that your faith can take maximumly. Has faith increased? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God will speak. When he speaks, he expects you. Okay, sorry. Some of you don't know that that scripture is arranged in reverse order. That faith is actually the final product. That the first product is the word of God. So how does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, in the process, what happens? God speaks first done. Abi? So the word of God has been released. First work done. What's the second work? Huh? Hearing. Now, hearing is not just that you heard what God said. It's your ability to even take it. It's like the angel coming to the threshing floor and saying, Thou mighty man of valor. Didn't Gideon hear? Didn't he hear? Did he, but did he actually hear? No. If you were Gideon, what would you be doing? You drop it and turn around. 
to check if peradventure there was somebody else. Because when the angel was done speaking, Gideon gave the angel back his profile. So imagine that what God said to Gideon, God had tampered it so low. To only the... See, if the angel had appeared and had said to Gideon, a loaf of bread will tumble through the camps of, camp of the Philistines and it will destroy them from the start to the finish. It will have been worse. The part of that word that Gideon can receive is loaf of bread. Do you agree? So imagine that God was entering to the tomb. Imagine that God came. That was one of the reasons why Mary was blessed. Ah. Jesus. For an angel to come to you as a virgin, as a modupe, you will be with child. And that word was tampered to as low as Mary could take it. No, no, no. You, you don't, you don't, you are not hearing what I'm saying. That means that before the angel ever appeared, Mary had capacity. Toby, I can swear with my life that that girl must have stumbled across the scripture in Isaiah and heard that a virgin would be with child. And every girl in Israel could have believed that God was speaking figuratively. But the girl will have been telling herself, but you know God can do it. Uh, gold, you know where our problem is? What we, our mind does not have the ability to take, we sort it. For instance, you can walk on water. By the time you see a real storm, and how liquid a storm is, you tell yourself, no, 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 no. The Bible is speaking about our challenges. No, is it not easier for you to give yourself the interpretation? And I said, no, no, no. God must be talking about what? Our challenges. And how he's talking about the fact that even though our challenges have the ability to overwhelm us, but we can just walk through our challenges. But what Jesus walked upon was not challenges. What he asked Peter to come on was it challenges. When Jesus said, throw your net that way for a catch, was he teaching Peter evangelism? No, if we apply it to evangelism, great. That is important in evangelism that you wait for the instruction of God so that you know to what people you are sent, then you can throw your nets at them and then you can get a great catch. Abi? Instead of knocking door by door, going two by two with rival under your armpit, and everybody will suddenly be going to work because you came. You know what I'm talking about. Abi, weren't you busy when they came? No, no, the day they came to your house, were you not busy? Even though you were watching film, were you not busy? You suddenly be busy. Are you following me? But when God, when Jesus was saying to Peter, throw your net for a great catch. Actually, Jesus said to Peter, throw your nets. And Peter threw capacity. 
So the space he had to believe the word was one net. And it is very possible that he threw the net so that they will not say he disrespected Jesus. Because you know, you can read Luke chapter 5 and say at thy word was a step of faith. But you know it can be a mark of respect. Do you agree? Do you agree? That it can simply be a mark of respect. We know you are a great teacher. When we hear that you have opened a few blind eyes around there. But, Oga, this is fishing. And in fishing, you are not the professional. I am the professional. And I know that night time is when fishes come to the surface. Because they know they are safe. So when he said to Jesus, we have toiled all night. What you are saying is, we know the time we know. He said, but well, let's settle the argument. Since you said so, so that it will not be like you said it and I didn't do it. Because if you read that scripture, Jesus said to Peter, throw your nets. And then the Bible says, and Peter took his net. Be ye enlarged. See, if that's all we're going to say today. Is he enough? I say, is he enough? Is be enlarged enough? It's sufficient for one service. The things we said in this service, you should pray them till Sunday. In fact, you should pray them till next week, Sunday. Because, Lauren, you will now see that the problem has never been with God. That every time he spoke his word, he was willing to do it. So, watch. So when God says to you, you will take Nigeria for me. Remember, he tampered the word to the barest minimal point that he believes you can take. Is anybody following me? Some of you need to go and dust God's promises again to you. <laughs> Lord, I believe. Your presence I found 
So that you can get this, you need to get it. Oh, Dakahane was Pibrakano Sepra, he devasa Kata, Lebreke Kutasa Pakatakas, Pela Nakoto Preheze, Brakaneka Kotosheke, Pibra Pakato Sepra, Magasa Dabagata Bosia, Nebrita Pakaido, Holy Skemana, Katoste Kepu, Prapakatore, Beso Prekedia Basa, Nakabagata Tavas, Sesabane Koto, Prisa. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> see, see, see. It's a, this week, walk on the streets and just keep saying, I believe. Say, even when nothing is coming to your mind, just say, I believe. As you do it, you provoke something from within you. And then you start to see endless possibilities in God. Things you can believe for. I believe. Endless possibilities in God. Endless possibilities in God. Endless possibilities in God. Your eyes must open to it. Force your eyes open to it. Walk on the streets or we stop and say, I believe. And if peradventure anybody heard you and asked you, What do you believe? Depend on the spirit, you will find yourself speaking. You mustn't even necessarily tell him what you were believing for. But you suddenly discover that the hope for which you were called will rest upon your mouth. And you will find yourself telling him, I believe in God. He's the Father. He's Almighty. He gave birth to me. You know I'm a son of God. When you start to say it, it will come with the power of conviction. Because you believe. I believe. I believe. Say it. When you walk on the street, say it. Wake up in the night saying it. I believe. Get up in the morning. Let it be your morning tone. I believe. I, I believe. If Satan dares to ask you what do you believe, get up. Don't shut up. Answer him back. Tell him, I believe I'm the hope of all creation. Tell him, I believe I'm the savior. That scripture spoke about when he said saviors are coming from Zion. Tell him what you believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. If a brother who doesn't understand asks you, what do you believe? Permit the spirit of God. And peradventure you tell him. You, you find yourself saying to him, you see I believe that I can be like Christ. That I can be the fullness of Christ on the earth. Tell him that I believe in fact that God will not return until I manifest Christ. Tell him I believe except a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies in a bite alone. Tell him I believe I am the harvest of the grain of wheat that has died. Tell him I believe. I believe. Or not an unbelieving generation. The earth is blessed. Because the people who believe have risen. We believe. We believe. We believe. 
We believe. We are believing people. And it's not one of us. It's not two of us. It's not three of us. In this movement, none of us will be left behind. We all believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. If a need overwhelms you, walk out on the streets. Don't think of the need. Just walk out telling yourself, I believe. When you say it, the possibility in God, that like a, like a, like a powerful stream will burst out in you. And then you suddenly know that your need is too small to use your faith for. Just believe. I believe. And I belong to a believing generation. I don't only believe. I live in a generation of people that believe. God has put me in a blessed company of people who believe. We are believers. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. I believe I'll give bread to the hungry. When I speak about the hungry, I first speak about them who are spiritually hungry. And then I speak about them who are carnally hungry. I believe I'm the answer an entire generation has waited for. I when I was talking to you about 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 the man of God that you are God's man you remember I told you that even Jesus Kubai had to walk on the earth till he brought himself to the point where he could say I believe everything said to him you are just one child you are the son of Joseph and Mary Maybe his mother would have said to him, an angel spoke to us. And he tried to say it to his friends. And everybody mocked him. They said, that's the reason why you are failing biology. Jesus Modupe had to bring himself to the point where he believed that he was the son of God. And so he could look at a Pharisee on the street. Do you know what an abomination that was? In John chapter 10, the Bible says they sought to kill him because he being man claim to be God because he said he's the son of God. Rasta, I can tell you solely that even when we're shouting I am a son of God here, many people believe that their son of God is inferior. Then even your knowledge of your sonship, somewhere in your mind you are believing that you are an inferior son of God to Jesus. why it is easier for us to believe that we are adopted children, not children born. Because you see, if you can explain, me, explain it out on the basis that God adopted us, we were not actually truly his children, we were bastards, then he now decided to have mercy on us and adopted us. We will be thinking adoption in the natural sense. And so we'll be thinking, there is no way we can have the same privileges. <laughs> Oh, I believe. Are you hearing me? Let me tell you one thing to do to you, gold. As you keep saying, I believe, the veil that has covered your eyes as you study the word will be lifted. Then you suddenly begin to see things that the scripture said about you that you could not actually receive because you had never believed that it was possibly about you.
<laughs> Enlargement is coming up. I'm hearing sounds in the spirit. It's rumbling. You know, you know the rumbling like an earthquake. I'm hearing sounds like that in the spirit. And I understand what happens when the earth quakes like that. Actually, so that space will be created. It's like the shaking together effect. So that space will be created. Then you find out that you have the ability to take more than you thought you could take. I believe. I believe. Mary, we cannot afford now to believe any less than what God wants us to believe. We cannot. It will be too expensive. It might be the, 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 the difference between a day and a night. If you know what I mean. I mean, if God was hoping that we were the rising of the sun, he might have to set us quickly so that another generation that believes will arise. No. If I will not believe, then there's no need for me to breathe. Let me believe. Actually, I live to believe. I live to believe. See, Lord, I believe. Oh, Lord, I believe. Let's sit down so that we can get this. Oh, Lord, I So I said to you earlier that when God was throwing the promise at you, He saw all of the circumstances around you. I use that which is natural so that I can bring you into an understanding of that which is spiritual. If you were entering the gates of ABU, and God said to you, turn to the right and look. And you turned and you saw the central mosque with the new buildings arising within it. And the Lord said to you, in a week, the praise and worship of Jehovah will rise from within this place. <laughs> you know the first crisis that will happen to you? Some of you will need to keep a large stone where God spoke to you and write Isaac there. So that when it, when it comes to pass, it will be an altar unto God for a memorial. So God tampered it so low, Modupe, so that he will say to you, see, I'm going to give you a car in the next one week. He looked at all of your circumstances and he knows that your, your, your allowance every month in school is 3,500 naira. And that you don't do ministry. You are not into business. You are not selling anything. You don't even... The thing of highest worth in your life is 10,000 naira. The most expensive thing you own is worth 10,000 bucks. And God is looking at you I know when God makes promises, He won't tell you I'll give you a car. He'll tell you the brand of car. He'll say to you, I'll give you an ML500 Mercedes-Benz Jeep. That was the speakings of Elisha at the gates. In the day when the king came with his chariot and his bearer. And Elisha said, Thus saith the Lord, 
Because you see, Israel was not restrained in Eliza. They were restrained in their own bowels. And he said to them, Thus said the Lord, By this time, tomorrow, a measure of wheat will be sold at the gates. By this time, tomorrow, Gary in Samaru Market will be seven naira per year. Rice, 17. Beans, 8 naira, 50 kobo. If God said that, and you are the king's economic advisor, the first thing that will happen to you is that all of your mathematical abilities will come up. So the guy answered him according to knowledge. And he said to him, even if the Lord so you see the limitation of their knowledge of the Lord as far as agriculture is concerned is that he's the one who opens the window of heaven and causes rain to fall then the land will be favorable then farmers will farm because heaven helps those I cost that lie today I deliver you from work mentality you will know that everything that you can possess in God you can possess it just believe it sell food. So the Amor was not an unbeliever. There was just a limitation to how much he believed. So he said, I understand God though. And I know God though. I know God can just open the windows of heaven though. But even if God decides to open the windows of heaven now and pour out rain upon us, me and you know our Greek. It will take at least the next three months first month for us to break the ground second month for us to weed and throw away the stones and all of that the third month at least that's when we start planting it would take the fastest crop three months four months to grow before we'll enjoy it how can you be saying that kind of nonsense then Elisha turned and looked at him and I hope God won't have to turn and look at any one of us he said because you have so said you will see it you will not partake of it. Then the next day, four lepers. If God wanted to bring salvation, wouldn't it be noble enough to pick people who are strong? Four lepers. If the people in the city were dying of hunger enough to be killing their children in tongues, and eating them as meat. What then happens to the leper within the gate, without the gate? Who is depending on the mercy of the people within the gate? So the leper sat down there and maybe for a week nobody has as much turned to look at them. Then they now said, these Syrians are our enemies. Nothing about Israel goes through Syria and survives. But Syria had food. Israel didn't. Don't mind it. They said, see, so why will we sit here until we die? If we go forward, 
these guys will kill us. If we sit here, hunger will kill us. But at least let it be on record that we tried. Four lepers. How can the faith of God leave the entire Israel and enter into the heart of four beggars at the gate? Doesn't it sound to you like Luke chapter 3 verse 1? That's why we are saying, Lord, I believe. See, I don't look like the salvation of Nigeria, but Lord, I'm reading engineering, but if you say to me, the economic principle that will make Nigeria the greatest nation by 2020 is given to you, in the heart of my mechanical engineering, I will shout, Lord, I believe. God looks at Modupe and sees all the prevailing circumstances around her. And he understands that if I leave her like that, when the prevailing circumstances face her, she would have reasons to doubt what I said. Then he returns and says, Modupe. Then he turns around as though he's looking. What was he looking for? He was looking for someone greater. By whom he could swear. It's in your Bible. 
Then he will say to you, I wish right now, on the strength of our conversation, that I could turn around and find somebody who is greater than me. So that if I swear by him, you know, that if I don't keep to what I've said to you, he will inflict upon me a just punishment. Why were we saying when we were grown up, I swear by the Holy Bible? It was because there was a mystique in our heads called Bible tongue. You remember Bible tongue? And the magical abilities in Bible tongue to locate the thief and the liar. And the consequence that you were told will fall upon. So what we're saying when we say, I swear by the Holy Bible, was that we were saying that See, let the punishment that the Bible can inflict rest upon. When you say, I swear to God, that's what you are saying. The Bible says, when he found nobody to swear by, he had finished giving the promise. When he looked and didn't find anybody to swear by, he turned and he said, Modupe, I swear by myself. Why would he do that? God willing to sow the immutability of his counsel. The fact that he, he can never change, it will never fail, nothing will stop it from coming to pass. That's what you will know if you follow on to know the Lord. You will know that nothing will thwart God's counsel concerning your life. That's what you will know. You will know that his ways are sure. They are set like the rising of the sun. And that he will come to us like the rain. Like the former rain and the latter rain falling upon the earth. That's the hope that we have that goes beyond the veil. That's what goes beyond the veil. What is beyond the veil is the very presence of God. So because we have this much hope, we don't consider anything that is without. We go to where the very presence of God is. And we find our confidence there. We find our solace there. Whatever you want to do outside, we can tell you we are the ones who dwell in the secret place of the Most High and we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let me say something about that so that you can believe. I was listening to Pastor last week Friday. And he said certain very interesting things. He said, how far can your shadow go? I'm telling you what me, I'm beginning to believe it now. The Bible says that the Sikh brought, Abi, the relatives of the Sikh brought the Sikh so that peradventure the shadow or peter will be cast upon them and then and the bible says that happened they were healed and naturally hear me naturally you'll be thinking that it is this black thing that passed their bodies and then they were healed if it's that black thing then it is not certain because if the sun is overhead 
the shadow is almost completely gone or very little. But to understand the shadow, you need to read it from Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the... Now, you see, there were two things. It's where the man dwells and how he abides. So because the man found his way to the secret place of the Most High, when that man went out, there was a shadow with him. It was the amount of the fragrance of the Almighty that he had carried. You know the prayer I prayed? I said, Lord, let my shadow fill Zaria. Because you know, I can. Your shadow can be so strong, you will decide that, Lord, as long as I'm this city, iniquity should not happen. Let my shadow be citywide. People lived in this life and believed God for entire cities. They entered the cities, they didn't preach. Their palace shut down because men had shadow. I started saying to God, Lord, less of this word. I think I've talked too much. Let me be able to enter into a place and a shadow that comes with me. Let me take stage and be still and maybe just lift up my hands and everything that is infirmity There's something in scripture called the shadow. I said, Lord, let's start from Zaria. By reason of the order you gave, then you shall be my witnesses. You will cast your shadow over Jerusalem. Then over Judea. Then over Samaria. Then to the uttermost parts of the earth. I told God, Lord, let me not sleep until my shadow can cover Nigeria. If I can take Nigeria, South Africa, it's too small. We are the largest population of black people in the world. When I finish Nigeria, I will ask him, peradventure, you can give me Brazil. Then China will know that 1.3 billion is nothing. You know when we speak the gospel now? We speak as though India and China are not involved because they are the most idolatrous and the most godless nation godless china believe nothing they don't believe in the power of work idolatry india the two largest that's a third of the population of the world india and china one third of the population of the world 1.2 in india 1.3 billion in China. I say 1.2 billion people live in India. One point three billion people live in China. Put together, there are two point five billion people, and the whole earth is seven billion. <laughs> 
I was struggling with Zaria. Sorry, Samaru. No, Lord, enlarge my shadow. You understand? I can start by believing for one one people. But let me also believe for a class. Then I can believe for a faculty. Then I can believe for the campus. That because I am here. Then from the campus, I can believe for the city. Then from the city, I can believe for the state. From the state, I can believe for the nation. From the nation, I can believe for the continent. From the continent, I can believe for other continents in the world. So when you hear, and the people who turn the world upside down, he was talking about the casting of their shadows. Their influence was felt everywhere. You could not deny that the people were with you. His shadow. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you understand it, you will be talking with people with, with the knowledge of the fact that you have not been born. I cannot speak to you and you not get conviction. There's a shadow, a presence I carry. It comes with the power of the Spirit. You cannot resist it. You can't resist it. And our desire for these things must rise. Because God's currency for trading with men is desire. If you have never desired for a city, he cannot wake you up and give you a city. Pray in the spirit, guys. Tell him you believe, oh. Tell him you believe. Tell him your family is too small. Your clan is too small. Even your village is too small. Tell him you believe. Tell him you believe.
listen to me. Help me. I sense that I sense that some of you have some word that is very strong in your heart. I sense it. For some of you, you even thought it was you God was teaching. But I just feel compelled in my heart to open it up so that you can come and share it. You can be as brief as you can be. And I sense that freedom will come up and say some things to tonight. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord has put in, in his mouth. But I sense that he will come up here tonight and just say some things. It's not because he's my friend. It's because the Lord said so. Are you following me? But I also sense that in the congregation, there are people who received words. They were compelling. They were strong. You just heard the Lord say certain things. And you felt that it was for you. But now that I'm saying it, you know that God wants you to say it. Would you lift up your hand? Quickly. Quickly. Bookie. One. Yeah, two. Who else? Quickly. Three. Who else? As quickly as you can. Don't. Four. Is that all? Because I want you to come here and then say it as quickly as you can. Alright, come. Come, all four of you. You can come. And share the things that God has put in your heart as briskly as possible. As quickly as possible. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 3 verse 18. Like Dadu said, I just thought it was for me, but it, it came really strong. And the Bible says, and we... With, who with unveiled faces all reflect the, the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory but the key word here is and we all we all um, it is important that we don't make our movements and our transitions alone we must carry each other along if, if, you're, if you're making movements in the sense that your own face you're, you're beginning to get light and the veils are being taken off you must hold somebody else and help the person take off the veils the Bible says we all it's not an individual press it's a generational press it's a collective press so we must press collectively as much as we press individually we must press collectively if you notice that somebody is not I don't know how to say it but it's a collective press praise God and then secondly um, Judges chapter I can't remember the story of Samson. Um, the Bible says Samson, in his end, at his end, at his death, killed more enemies than he did when he was alive. And I was thinking, I'm graduating soon, and all of that. And then he reminded me that the last few days I have, the last few weeks I have, I can do so much more than I have done in the last four years I have spent in Zaria. So for each person, for anyone who has been here, and you feel like you've not done so much, you you feel God and all that and all that. In the last few weeks that you have. Believe God. Trust God. You can conquer. You can kill more enemies than you have in the last four years or five years or six years that you have been in Zaria. Praise God. I said all four of you come. Come. Just come so that one person can pass it to another. Learn to celebrate the word of God. Don't look like that. That's why you don't get it. Are you following me? When you hear it, especially if it has to do with you, identify with it. Many of you move, move, miss the move of the spirit just because you don't know how to identify with the word that comes from God. You are no more composed than the Holy Ghost. Are you following me? Learn it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. At first we were, we were saying Lord enlarge us. But now it's beyond enlargement because we've been enlarged already. Believing is a step ahead of enlargement because if you're walking with God, you need to be enlarged to believe Him. 
First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. For ye are chosen generations, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should be show that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's just a confirmation. That is who we are. A royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Please represent this proclamation anywhere you go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, as Daddy was saying, that time will come where he has to just climb the pulpit and he just lifts his hand and everywhere is filled up. Amen. And there are most of us that have been complaining. Um, my department, this, this was not what I applied for and I was given another course. Amen. What just done in me that God is just fixing you there for an enlargement to push around, to push around, to push around. Might be saying I I I was not giving the course I was, I was I was I wrote or the course I applied for, but God is saying He fixed you there for an enlargement. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible said the um, Joseph was not in the lineage. Amen. But God fixed him in the prison for an enlargement and interpret dreams. So God is fixing you in that department, in that situation, in that hostel, in that in that shop, in that office for an enlargement. Hallelujah. I said you must learn to celebrate the word of God. You must learn it. If you don't learn it, the word will pass you. That's how we know you expect it. Almost every one of you is standing somewhere that you didn't think you should be standing. So when you hear a word like that, understand that God has orchestrated you for an enlargement. Celebrate it and receive it. That's how you receive the word of God. The Bible says when the word came, they received it with joy. That's how to receive the word of God. All right? Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every... Sorry. For every man, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Oh, or what man is there of you whom... If his son asks bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks a fish, will give him a serpent. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 2 said, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations. <laughs> so God wasn't talking about bread. God was talking about the fact that what has limited you is what you asked for. Because you couldn't see yourself asking for the big things, you couldn't get the big things. Every time you asked, you asked little. But he said, ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance. The ends of the earth for your possession. Ask and you will receive. Seek, you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. When you hear the word of God, believe it, it comes to pass. 
That's how it happens. Praise God. What was laid in my heart was that we are not small people, that we are leaders, and we are ripe, that we should go out there, that we are leaders, so we can't remain here, that even the world is afraid of us, that even they themselves now, they are trying all their best to keep us doomed, but we are already light, we have to spread into the world, that we are not small people. Hallelujah. Would you celebrate the word of God? Praise the Lord. Mine has been a process since the day before yesterday. <laughs> it was a dream and then I was crying because what I failed to do, what the Lord had given me privilege to do and I failed to do. And I woke up and I was crying. As in, you know, when you're dreaming, you're crying, you wake up, you don't see the cry, the tears and all that. But this was strange for me. I woke up. I was, you know, there's you, you crying and you are gapping for breath. That's what happened to me. It was something I never experienced before. And it was a tax that the Lord was giving me. And I was like, but I'm already in it. And then, you know, you're trying to, like, justify yourself before God. And that's the reason when God showed me and then I had no reason but to cry and I woke up I find myself deep in tears and then I'm privileged to come to the meeting this evening despite exhaustion <laughs> I just knew that the Lord brought me here to confirm what happened day before yesterday and the word believe was just the word let me just say what it was because I felt it was just for me but sitting out there and I was just having this flow, I kept writing, I kept writing, but pastor kept echoing it. I just know I need to come out and share. Praise the Lord. The Lord has enabled us, he has configured us to cause change, to affect life, to cause transformation. Let me say what made me cry. The Lord took me back to my community and showed me a guy who is elderly who are supposed to are supposed to be the channel he will use to change that person but I just I was just doing my own thing on the surface I didn't know I was supposed to take an extra step and when the Lord showed me and what has become of that person I started crying and now when I just kept hearing believing and then I was scared I was asking the Lord how can I make this be look at my resources look at this my resources is not enough. My knowledge base is not enough. How can I? How can I? That has been since day before yesterday. And I just came here and all I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. And the Lord is saying to each and every one of us, He's entrusting you with a thing, with a task. Don't look at your ability. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. I don't want to say more. But it has been deep since the day before yesterday. Thank God I'm in church. Praise God. Um, while each and everyone was speaking, um, God actually gave me a song. It's, it's a common song that most of us know. But before I sing the song, he, he gave me the picture of Jesus Christ when he went to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And he also gave me 
the picture of John the Baptist. Now, when Jesus Christ went to the wilderness and the Bible told us that he was there 40 days and 40 nights, what I heard was he was there to be enlarged. And that was why when he came out and the devil tempted him or gave him those tests, he was able to give the right response for every of those temptations. The same thing happened to John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness. He was enlarged. That's why he could say the right word, prepare you the way. There is a, bo- a one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way and all that. And he gave me this song. I think it was Panam that sang it. Um, My God is faithful to do all that he says. He's not a liar. He'll be there as a friend when you call. He'll be there to help you out when nobody seems to care. God will not let you down. Just relax. My God is faithful to the world that he says. He is not a liar. He'll be there as a friend when you call. He'll be there to help you out when nobody seems to care. God will not let you down. Just relax. Hallelujah. He won't fail. You know he will not fail. Because you're faithful. You're faithful. And your mercy never ends. This world will pass away. But your words are here to stay. Wonderful counselor, you're the mighty God. Lord Jehovah, you are the great Lord Jehovah, you are the great You need to know. He'll be there. You need to know it. Let your confidence rise in the one who is with you, who has said he'll never leave you. I will thank you. Praise God. While Pastor began to speak about belief, you know, um, there's a word the Lord gave to me some six, seven years ago that when I got it, I consistently kept before my eyes and prayed. You know, I kept praying and declaring it. But as time went on, you know, it kept fading. So when I shouted and began to laugh, the Holy Ghost just trusted in my eyes. And while we stood and asked people to come out, I still felt it was for me. But Pastor spoke the same word after Miriam came up to, to read Psalm 2, verse 7. I will de- declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. You know, as as time as the years passed, I, I realized that the vision kept closing in. I kept making it smaller. It, it began to look like the world was untakeable because 
I tried to take guys around me and it was hard. And so re- recently it began to look like, okay, let's trust God for the place you work or something. You know, but just came back to my heart so strongly. This world can be taken. I can take the world. Uh, my responsibility is, if God said it, just believe. You don't have to calculate how to take the world. You know, so tonight I'm, I'm coming out to say, Lord, I take up this word again. I ask for the ends of the earth and for the nations of the world, for the hidden, for my inheritance. I take them. I believe. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe. I believe. Are you guys waiting to speak? Were you waiting to speak to? Okay. Hallelujah. Some few days back, God gave me a song, and I've been listening to the song all over again. And the lyrics that taught me most was when He said, "I want to take Your word and shine it all around, but first help me just to live it, Lord. And when I'm doing well, help me never to seek a crown." For my reward is giving glory to you. And that word came, it keeps coming to my mind that whenever God wants us to do something and wants us to take over the world, like He has just said in Psalm 2, that our focus should not be after taking the crown but giving glory to Him. Like Dado has said some weeks back in his messages, that we should be a shining light so that when people see us, they will give glory to God and not to see us and he also said this night again and that word and that song keep coming back to my heart it keep coming back that i want to leave just to leave it lord that i want to take your word and shine it all around and that word and he has expanded it again this night that we should believe and alush just wrote psalm 2 that he will give us the hurting as our inheritance oh lord you're beautiful. Your face is all I see. Your face is all I see. When your eyes forever, your eyes are on this child. Your
Lord, and shine it all around. First, help me just to leave. My first semester results will come out, and four of my classes will be missing, and I will be disturbed and running around to rectify it. And then, just the one I consider as the most important course, the departmental course, the, the, the whole script will be missing, and they can't even find it to rectify it. And it troubled me. And just standing there and worshiping God, I got rebuked by the Spirit of God. He said to me, would you just take your gaze off what people think about you? Can you just ignore your faith for a minute and let me reflect through you to the people? Can you just stop trying not to be ashamed and stop focusing on yourself and stop trying to prove yourself worthy to men and just place your gaze on me? And it struck me and it broke me and I felt helpless. I felt, I felt, I felt void. I felt empty. And he would give this word to me. First Peter chapter 2. I read from verse 4. Commit to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifice is acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes in him will no means be put to shame. Hallelujah! And he that believes will not be put to shame. I believe! Stop trying to take away the shame. Just believe. No, just... Would you... Benga said it this way. He said, quit trying to make God look faithful. He's faithful. Some of us are trying to give God a testimony. Let him walk his testimony out from your life. Are you following me? Don't try to help people see that God is working. Let him walk. People will see it. Oh. I lay a stone in Zion. Elect indeed and precious. And he that believeth in him shall in no means be put to shame. There's no shame. There's no shame. At the end, no man lights a candle to hide it under a bushel. Sometimes with our pressures and our stress, and are being fagged out. We deny God of his glory. Because even if he shows up, it will be because we chased it. Oh, Jesus. Wow. The number is increasing. I think I'll take a few more. I'll take them a little quicker. Alright? Do it as fast 
as you can. Nobody should add to this number. One, are you staying with them? One, two, three, four, five. Let's do it as fast as we can. So we can get out of here. Praise God. Praise God. I believe this word is to whom it may concern. And it's like um, God is calling us to enlarge our capacity. Because only him knows the journey he has set ahead of us. And like an automobile engine, he's asking us to increase our capacity because he's ready to fill us to the point that we can run this journey and finish well. Amen. Amen. Did you get it? Get set for more. Praise God. So I was asking God, what does the capacity bet in us after all? And yesterday, our Adams were asking the reason for the beatitude. And then he said the capacity is to make you poor in spirit so that you shall receive the kingdom of heaven. It's to make you mourn so that you shall be comforted. It's to make you make sure that you shall inherit the earth. It's to make you hunger and thirst for righteousness and you'll be filled. It's to bless you and to bring you to the place of mercy. It's to make you pure in heart so that you shall see God. It's to make you peacemaker so that you shall be called the children of God. It's to make you be ready to be persecuted for righteousness sake and you rejoice in it. And then you will now be the salt of the earth and then you'll be the light of the world. asking myself how how hearing all these words how do you go about them how do you go about them and the words that just kept on coming up is it's possible and today standing here i just believe it's very very possible if we can just believe all things are possible to them that believe do we believe shout i believe back and Revelation 20 came to mind for me. Uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears and open, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. That because we've broken the limits, because we've accepted enlargement, a, a scripture came, Psalm 147. I'll read from verse 5. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifted up the meek. He casted the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds? Who prepareth rain for the earth? Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains? He giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Praise God. Um, why that was um, teaching and was saying we should come out and um, talk. Um, part of the things that struck me was before the God man, um, before we started teaching about the God man, um, we talked about focus before the God man. And one of the things God laid in my heart was part of the reasons why we get it very hard to believe God is because of our logical reasoning. And so one of the things God laid, the basic thing God laid in my heart is take no thought. Don't think about what you need to eat, what you need to drink, and basically. 
So as you clear your thoughts, you'll be able to focus on God and his word. And you will see the endless possibilities in God. There are endless possibilities in God, guys. Endless possibilities in God. Endless possibilities in God. Hallelujah. Would you receive my friend freedom? I just, when he walked in tonight, I sensed that at some point in the service, he was going to come up and speak. And then when the word came, I just knew that the Lord has put a word in his mouth. Thank you, sir. I celebrate you. Good evening, church. <sighs> I don't even know what to say because I'm just dazed. When I struggled to be here this evening, I struggled. I didn't know, just know why. But when I came in, the first thing I heard was that word, believe. And God has been dealing with me in a particular aspect. He said to me, do you know that given is an act of belief that you have to trust me that when you give to me i will be able to give you more than you can think or imagine for you to give i don't know who i'm talking to tonight but i believe someone somebody somewhere is obstructing the rhythm of life i don't know how the heart beats but i know it has a sound right you know the sound? It goes like something like that. And he was telling me that some people, there are some people that are here that where you are, you have no business to be in that place. He is not there. You are keeping yourself there as far as he's concerned. But he has given you an instruction about giving. Seriously, I came into this town yesterday. I've not met the pastor. I'm just seeing him. So don't even think that we have... I know you trust your pastor and you know him very well. And, you know, he said to me, some people, there are some people there that he has kind of... There's a kind of finance that he has put into their hands, but they fail to grab it. Just because you have not obeyed an instruction. Or you have a doubt about something you have not believed God for. I don't know who you are. But that's what God kept saying. Apart from that, you must have faith to give you must believe god to give and apart from believing god to give after you have given you must also have that belief to receive some people have given when god is giving back to them they will not receive it in your thought in your imagination i don't know but that is just what god has been telling me and when you, when your man of god said i will expect so when he started saying i will just kind of waste my key i just want to start going because I, I believe he is still dealing with me. As I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. There are some people here. I don't know who you are. The finance of this ministry, God will pass it through you. I don't know who you are. Because you know what? In the course of whatever you are doing here, God has already blessed you. You know what? He has gone like 20 steps ahead and you are still thinking, how am I going to start? And he's just saying this evening, believe me. Believe me. Believe me. You need to believe God to get into some realms. I was speaking to one, one, of, one, one important person in this nation where I was privileged to be with him. And I was talking and when he looked at me, he asked me, where are you from? And when I told him where I'm from, he said, it's not true. And I want to tell you something. I'm not supposed to say it, but I'll say it. 
I work with the government and I've been paid. I'm not supposed to say this. I'm just saying it to, to point out something. I don't have salary every January of the year. I don't have salary. It's not as if government does not pay me. But that is for God. That's the truth. My salary for every year, I don't remove my tithe, I don't remove anything. I give it to God because I believe He is first. I just believe. I don't know, I don't know why He asked me to do that. I just believe. And God is telling you there's something. I don't know who you are. There's something that He has asked you to give. I don't know. It may be so inconsequential that you're thinking it's too small for God. That's what God is saying. Give. Lastly, Pastor, I have a big I have seen a big problem in this church, but it's a good one. How will you be able to contain these people? Seriously? Seriously? Who among you who, who among you think that is the least in this church? You think you are the least. Please don't raise up your hands. Just within you. You think you are the least. When I heard them talk, Sir, I'm sorry. Do you know why I come to this church? I have no business coming here, despite the fact you are my friend. I come to this church because anytime you turn to speak, I see my pastor in you all the time. Or you, if I go to church on Sunday, and I have to leave Abuja to be here, if I come here on Tuesday, what my pastor said on Sunday, he will be repeating, repeating them on Tuesday. If I live here and go to Abuja, we have our service today, if I go to Abuja on Friday during workers' meeting, what I will hear from here, I will hear it from him. So, there's a connection. And I said, I have no, I promise you that whenever I'm in town, I'll be here. My people, please, I am begging you. I don't know who you are. Believe God. When my sister was talking, I was almost crying. The one that was saying um, about a course. I wrote a course and I passed and for eight months I have it, I have this course in my in, in a paper written. They, they refused me in ABU here. Eight years ago. They refused me and they said I will not graduate until I I gave it to God and said, God, he, he has been my friend for a very long time. I don't know if I share this with you or Ken. I don't know. And 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 we just went one day, was it the mighty storms or something? And we just worshiped. The HOD was changed. The examination officer was changed. The other, the person that I complained to that said, can you help me? He became the exam officer. I was still busy doing what I was doing. Everything has been changed in the computer. And I just went one day and I saw that. So my sister, I wanted to just, 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 just give it all. You may still have doubt, but God will do it. Sir, you have a wonderful set of people. Trust me. The world you are saying they are going to take, the shadow you are talking about, is not your shadow. It's these people that are the shadows that will go there. And when they see them and ask, where are you from? Most of you, most of you, most of you will soon be leaving this place. And when you leave, you are gone. Some people will be graduating. I know my sister here will be graduating. A lot of you. You are going with something. When you dwell in the secret presence of Most High, according to the word of your pastor, you carry the presence and the shadow. You have tarried with this man for one month, for two months, for three months. There's something about him that God has deposited in you. And when you go there, you are the extension of God's life. So, sir, you will not be there, but you will be there. But I want to say something. Please, when you go there, 
go with me. <laughs> hallelujah! I said, Hallelujah! Somebody shout, I believe. Wow. You know, he was not here when we were saying, You are not restrained in us, you are restrained in your own bowels. Do you understand me? And if you were the one, because I know you are speaking to people. Yeah. Many times we don't know. The things that show that we don't believe God are very little things. You are holding back something because you are looking for security in yourself. You are thinking that one five thousand that you have in your bank account is the security. Today I was laughing at myself because I had twenty thousand naira in my wallet and I had nothing in my account and I was feeling broke. No, you don't know why I'm laughing. When I married my wife, if we had 4K, we were happening. Don't say I'm saying. If we had 4,000, we were rich. If I collected my 5,000, naturally I'll pay my tithe. And I had always paid my tithe more than 10%. So somehow, there will be one pledge or something that will take more than 10. It's always like that. So we had 4K. Jonathan, I had 20,000 today. And I was thinking, I'm traveling to Abuja tomorrow. Hotel bill alone, 10,500. One night. Yeah, one night. For me to sleep. And then I stood in my room. Then I started laughing. You know why I was laughing? That capacity has changed. You know, I didn't know the Lord was speaking to me about more serious spiritual things. Until I got into the service. And then I discovered that God said to me, you see the contentment with which you received 4,000 naira is the contentment with which you are receiving 100,000 naira now. And your status didn't change. Because you have more money. The same contentment then is the same principle of contentment that, that you are living with now. And when you are receiving in the millions, it's the same contentment. Then I actually discovered that as you advanced in capacity, you'll be doing more, but you will still be natural. Do you understand? That's, and when I'm doing well, Help me to never seek a crown. For my reward is giving glory to you. Do you get it? So listen to me. Some of you, the sign. Uh, tonight, let's close on that. There's a token of your belief. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? For Esther, for instance, it is giving up. Because she now knows that, okay, I'm not, I'm not, let me not try to polish God's image. Let me even wait and see what exactly is he doing. For every one of us tonight, action point, what is the token that I believe? Do you understand? You heard that for someone, God went 20 paces off in your finances, but you are 20 paces behind because there was one small gift that he asked you to give. And it's true. Because the sign that you 
believe is that you take no thought. You heard that say. Didn't you hear it? You take no thought. That's how to start believing. Oh. So mercy. If God says to you, when your tank is empty, enter the car. Let's go to Abuja. What's the token that you believe? You took no thought. Does it mean that Satan will not tell you there's no fuel in the car? He's a professional at telling you. Do you understand? But you must understand that the word of God came with the ability of its accomplishment. So keep driving. So, Lauren, you know, sometimes we're very, we're actually the ones who are foolish. We're thinking we're wise. What's the worst that will happen? Before I will finish somewhere, the car will stop, you pack it. Is that, excuse me, what's no, 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 no. No, help me. And from here to Abuja, there's no point where you cannot park and enter a 20, 30 naira taxi and go and get fuel and come and pour. So sometimes when I want to ask, answer the devil, I ask him, what's the worst that will happen? If God says pray for the dead, what's the worst? He will not wake up. Whose name? Help me. Whose name? He leads me in the path of righteousness. Whose name is to, who is supposed to protect his name? So, go to a sick bay. I'm not sure I'm anointed. If I go, what's the worst that will happen? No, help me. What's the worst? Nobody will be healed. Abby? But at least I tried. Even lepers had more sense. Kuturu. I told you how to answer the devil now. Do you understand? Say, lift up that cup. The water will turn into wine. What's the worst that will happen? It won't turn. So what? It is water. We drink it like that. No, help me. What was lost? Help me. What was lost? So if there was something I didn't even get, it becomes the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to say to you, ah, okay, the reason why you didn't get this. So are you turning back and seeing how many opportunities you missed? Because Satan said to you, what if? So if Satan says to you, I think it was Ken Copeland, I think it was Copeland who said it. He said, if Satan says to you, what if it doesn't happen? Turn and answer him, what if it does? I'm going to believe God. So what if it doesn't happen? Turn back and ask the devil. So what if it does? You see, we don't know what will happen until at least I act. Ah. <laughs> That's the token of a man who believes. So James will say, show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works. The token of my belief is that I act in the direction of what God has said. Just what I'm saying. That's why I said to many of you, tonight, you need to go and carry your promise book. 
and see how many things you lost because you didn't. Do you something? Some of you need to start going to town and be looking for a shop that you don't have money to pay for. And tell people, this is where my business is going to be located. Actually, in little time, we're going to take this entire building. We won't take it from the top downwards. The reason is because this place is going to serve as this, and then that place will serve as this. But I can start from here. Then, ask, where's the caretaker? How much? Nobody will beat you for asking. Especially if you talk like you believe. What if it doesn't happen? So what if it does? Is somebody hearing me? I said, is somebody hearing me? Because I believe that we are going to enter into supernatural supply like never before. Like never before. Like it has not been heard in a long time. Do you understand? One scripture that couldn't leave me tonight is when the Lord turned again our captivity. It was like a dream. Why? Because nobody will have told us that in this amount of time. Oh. See, God is doing a quick work and he's cutting it short in righteousness. Some of you, God is telling you, do your master's in a You are saying, ah, everybody is spending four years. No, no, no. No, I believe. I believe. I'll be the first to do master's and finish in nine months. I believe. Do you understand me? Then you enter into second semester and then somebody will have taken interest in you. A professor and says, no, no, you sound very intelligent. What do you want to write about? And then you say to him, I want to write about social so, so thing. Then he'll tell you, I'm leaving for my sabbatical in the next five months. Can you start your project immediately? Somebody say, I believe. The real problem with believers is we are not looking at endless possibilities. We are looking at the order of life like it is set. Nobody ever walks with God and breaks through looking at the order of life as it is set. That's why it is called a miracle. A miracle will always break the normal order and establish an order that is not normal with men. Somebody say, I believe. It's time to believe. It's time to believe. Time to believe. I said, go tonight. Dust your promise book. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anywhere you wrote the promises that God has given, go and dust it. Go and dust it. Are you following? That's your action. It should be an action point in everybody's book. Today, I go back to the promises that God has given me. And I dare to believe. Dare to believe. Dare to believe. I dare to believe that God has much people in this city. Do you understand me? Uh So better hold your place properly in the God Life Assembly because very soon, this entire compound will not do for us. No wonder last week, I went to the people who sold us land and I told them, because pastor told me, he said, how far was that land? Then I told him, I'll get back to you, sir. So I told, I met met one of them in one eatery and then I said to him, come, we want to take four plots. He said, the price is no longer the same. It has risen. I said, it's not a problem. Just confirm how much the price is and get back to us. How much we have in church account? 42,300. How much is four plots? Four million plus. Where's the money come from? 
I believe. Very soon, this church will be the this compound will be too small to take the number of people who will be does anybody believe? Yes. <laughs> uh, see, this town this town thinks we have started ministry. No, we just began. It was not for nothing that the Lord called our last convention pure grace. Because it's about time for people to see the grace of God at work in the life of young people. Then the people that people had once despised and thought these young people. The time is come. The time has come. Some of you, the people who persecuted you for being members of the church will tell you, take us there. They will come. You will teach them in foundation school. Because you believe. I say it's time. My faith is aggressive now. I feel like swallowing up mountains. My faith is aggressive now. Would you thank God for faith? Just thank him for pouring our faith in our hearts tonight like never before. Just thank him as we close. Just thank him. Thank him. Just thank him. He has poured out faith in our hearts without bounds. I believe.